This episode of the Strategy Hour podcast is sponsored by Gusto. They're making payroll benefits and HR refreshingly easy for the modern small business. You no longer have to be a big company to get great technology, excellent benefits, and exceptional service to take care of your team. Gusto is offering a totally free three-month trial just for Strategy Hour listeners. Sign up today for this exclusive limited-time deal. Just go to gusto.com slash strategy and unlock three months free once you run your first payroll. Yep, that's three months free at gusto.com slash strategy. You guys... Today is a pretty epic milestone conversation happening. First of all, it's episode 300. What? How and when did we record 300 episodes for this podcast? I don't know how we had time to record 300 episodes for this podcast. So we just wrapped up our third January for the podcast, going into our third full year or making it our third full year. So we just wrapped up our second full year. We reached over a million downloads last month, which is insane. And then we kind of realized that there was another milestone that needed celebrating and talked about and picked apart. So we're going to do that today. Honestly, I couldn't even tell you when this happened. Sometime within the last six months or so. We hit this, <laughs> didn't even realize we hit it, didn't acknowledge it, didn't celebrate it, didn't even talk about it till literally today. So we're talking about it right now. Emily and I made our first million dollars. Woot to the woot, woot, woot. <laughs> Dude, what the hell? Uh-huh. So what does that mean? <laughs> what does that number actually mean? Where does it come from? And like, what are we actually talking about? And so yeah. we've shared before on this very podcast that you're listening to that we are, you know, growing and our goal is to be a million dollar company in general, but we haven't reached that particular goal yet. However, since going from client work to 100% education based business in 2017, we have made a million dollars through our courses. Just courses. This Just is not courses. This is not talking about affiliate income, other income, sponsorship income, any other income. We have made over a million dollars selling online education products to so many online business owners <laughs> from all over the world. And it's been so much fun. And I've learned a lot along the way. And our business has changed a lot along the way. And so I'm less worried about the number as far as money goes. I think money in an instance really just represents a level of impact. And I am so proud of how far we've been able to come in such a short period of time. But not only that, how many lives we've touched and how many businesses have blossomed into, you know, some of them. Now we're not in the same industry per se, like they're not other education companies, but some of our students have gone on to make basically what we make these days, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is crazy. We're, yeah. And so it reminds me and it makes me put on my time travelers hat for a second. Time travelers hat. <laughs> so come back in time with me, guys. And I will remind you of a conversation that I had with Abby at the end of 2016 when we were still serving clients and we were doing one-on-one work. And I picked up the phone and I basically said, 
If we continue to work with clients, I quit. Yeah. I cannot keep going on like this. This does not serve me. I do not like it. I don't like waking up doing this every single day. I want to lean on our courses or the one course that we had. I want to lean on something digital. I, I don't know if I necessarily knew it would be just courses at the time. But I said, I think that we can take this and run with it. And if we focus on making this bigger and better, it will. And Abby was like, ah. <laughs> I like to poke holes in plans. Mm-hmm. And um, honestly, not that it never worked because clearly we got to here. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> but it definitely wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be, um, even though I was the one poking the holes. I was like, sure, we'll just turn around and change our business model and we will be able to quickly get back to what we were doing before. And, you know, if I really think back, I mean, we were having, to put it in perspective, contracts with clients that would, you know, put a client working with us anywhere from like, Ten to twenty thousand dollars in a year, they would drop working with just us. Mm-hmm. To we had to reinvent how we taught, mm-hmm. how we worked with people. We had <clears throat> to figure out what our sales was like because before, before it was so personal, it was so one on one. And this was before the days of Dubsado, where you could automate your client onboarding process, and you know we were we were in the trenches doing it and sending custom proposals and all the things. And we had to turn around and figure out what does selling a purely digital product one to many model really look like, number one, but then also, how do we keep up with the ever growing and ever changing trends of online internet sales? Because as much as I'd like to say how we sold a couple of years ago still worked, I'm not that it wouldn't work, or we couldn't make it work. But it's a fast way to burn out. Yeah, no, for sure. I think it's interesting because You know, I go back all the time and in my brain and I think about truly how different it was growing and selling and marketing our business at the very start of 2017 when we were, you know, 100% digital based and we were kind of starting a business over. We did already have a little bit of an audience. We did already have a course that was selling. So we definitely weren't starting from scratch, but you know, we were letting clients go and we were not renewing contracts and we were trying webinars on for size and updating slide decks and like figuring out opt-ins and blogging and all of the various things. So very much like still that newbie kind of beginner stage of business. I just like it is so vastly different than how we are in business today. Like what we are doing, how our business is growing, how we make money. I honestly feel like it almost feels like we have a completely different company than when we did even in 2017. And I think you mean 2016. What year am I in? <laughs> what is today? It's 2019. Welcome I to 2019. 2016. Mm-hmm. Scratch everything you just heard me say. No. And not change everything. it to 2016. Just the date. <laughs> Yeah. So to think how far we've come is crazy. I got, you know, how Facebook gives you the the new memories notifications or mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> so I got a I got a Facebook memory notification. I looked at it and this was probably the last picture I ever took at my corporate job. 
Mm. And it was four years ago. And I was like, what a crazy world I'm living in. Because this was, you know, when I looked at it, it was maybe a month and a half before I got laid off, two months before I started my business, six months before I met Emily. Like, there was a lot of like feelings around this photo and Mm -hmm. knowing that in that moment, this was just the beginning of my journey. In that moment, that was the same week I watched my first webinar ever and saw Amy Porterfield. That Mm -hmm. was the first week that I got introduced to Jeff Walker, which by the way, starting an online business with Jeff Walker as your background is just almost hilarious to me now because he's just such an old school dude way of like going (laughs) about business. But he's super, super smart. And to think that it was all kind of just setting me up for success Mm -hmm. later, even though at the time I was like, what are these crazy printouts that I'm like filling in the blank on the webinar? Oh, I'm being sold something. Oh, I really want this thing. This is crazy. Uh And then to think just a couple years later, that's how I was running my own business. And that's how I was selling to people just like me. Mm -hmm. It was just really odd. But I'm curious, has it really set in for you? No, no, it it really hasn't. Because even sitting here thinking about like my own version of what four years looked like, four years ago looked like, you know, I was doing odd jobs for family. I was working part-time at a bakery. I had my photo business. And I remember like if I was working for family, I would have my earbuds in and I was listening nonstop to Being Boss and Smart Passive Income. And it was just like, I would alternate and literally eat up every single episode. And I just think it's so funny. Like I'm kind of having an outer body experience right now. It might be all my cold medicine that I'm on, but it could also be uh, like, how weird is it to truly picture yourself from that time of like, I can sit here picturing like one time, you know, my aunt paid me to like put wallpaper, like sticky removable wallpaper in her bathroom. And I I was saying yes to projects like that because I didn't know what I was going to be doing with my life. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like in her bathroom, putting on this peel and stick wallpaper, listening to these podcasts, like looking back on that and thinking in a short time, relatively short time, four years from right now, you're going to be able to say that you have sold over a million dollars worth of your own course material in just four years. Like seriously, think about, I am constantly amazed the opportunities that the online business world provides for us and and is for us, the platform that the internet is, that online networking is, that selling is. I think it's it's so bananas to think back at the type of people you were not that long ago and to give that person four years ago the taglines that I'm able to add now, it's just like they're so completely different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As much as I don't feel like the same person, there's still some part of me that's that girl. That's that. I mean, I was pretty naive to the whole thing, but <laughs> I think you need to be naive, when, especially <sighs> when you're I starting. Think you need to be naive and a little bit crazy. I yeah. Think. But it's funny, I was laying in bed last night. I don't even remember what someone said something on TV about being in love with their significant other. And I leaned over to my husband. And I said, what's something new you didn't know about me until recently? And um, we've been married for five and a half years and together over a decade. So 
to say he learned something new about me recently would be a stretch. But nonetheless, I, I gave him the challenge. He told me you like challenges. And I was like, you just figured this out? Are you new here? (laughs) I was like, really? (laughs) But it's interesting that even if I have always enjoyed challenges, I've been competitive forever, (laughs) like since I was two years old. Mm -hmm. But to think that I'm just now talking about that loud enough that the people closest to me are paying attention Mm -hmm. is interesting. And Before, I would have been really hesitant on my goal setting, as in, I would make it so that it was absolutely impossible to screw up. Yeah. Like, guaranteed results kind of goals. Yeah. Like, I will 100% make this happen. And now I'm to a stage in my life, not only personally, but also in business, that I truly do not know, like, there's no, I mean, I can have as much certainty and like, excitement as I want. But nothing is as set in stone anymore. The Mm -hmm. goals I'm going after, I'm like, I totally think we're capable of, but also, it's going to be really hard to make those things happen. I think what's really interesting, at least in my perspective, is that Back when we were starting four years ago and we decided, you know, let's host a webinar and let's edit the slide deck and let's change how many emails and let's pitch this thing and let's change the price and change the name and change the coaching and X, Y, Z, whatever. We could change and tweak everything. And that's what we did for over a year, you know, to perfect our product lineup. I think so much of that, we were in so much control of the results that we were getting, right? If we renamed it, it could make it more popular or more clear. If we raised or lowered the price, it would have this effect or whatever you might want to do to it. Now I feel like so much of that has been decided and like statistically proven that like, nope, this is the thing. So none of that really needs to change anymore. I honestly feel like so much as we go on is beginning to be less of our control to the results that we get. And so like I, my brain, my like connection to our products and our results has been slow to catch up to that, where I was so directly tied and married to the results that we would get as a business to my own self-worth. Well, now as a company of a team of over 10 people, everyone playing their own role and me not being as in control as, you know, to the direct results, which is fine. That's what happens to a growing company. I now have to take my self-worth out of that equation. Mm -hmm. And those two things haven't grown at the same time. Yeah, I think it kind of goes back to the story you told me the other day. And I can't remember if you said it on the podcast or not, but you told someone they couldn't afford you. Oh, yeah. I can't remember either, but we were getting new insurance for our new house. And the agent came over to our house to just introduce himself and let us know about the policies. And he's in a networking group with my dad, who's a realtor. So their networking group makes sense, blah, blah, blah. My dad has explained to various people that I'm in marketing because it's kind of 
kind of difficult to explain exactly what it is that we do. And so when people hear that I'm in marketing and they see that we have, you know, over 30,000 followers on Instagram and we have this over here and we have that over here, they think like, okay, maybe I can come in and teach you about Instagram or email marketing or whatever it may be, which is definitely not what we do. And so he's sitting at my dining room table and he's like, oh yeah, you know, I'm going to have to pick your brain about some marketing techniques. I think you could like, you should join our networking group. You'd be really helpful. And I literally just said, you can't afford me. And it embarrassed (laughs) Brian. (laughs) And this guy was like legitimately taken aback. But that's not the business model we have anymore. That's the model like I ran from in 2016. Mm -hmm. And so now for someone, I don't know, to kind of bring that up again, where it's just, it was just, I was like, at like, so, so, so never been more confident in our decision to let go of clients in that way. Well, not only that, but the fact that you can say that now makes me more confident that you are taking away your self-worth from what we do. That's true. Because old Emily mm-hmm. and even scared Emily, because scared Emily comes back occasionally. Uh-huh would take any chance to earn a dollar. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. That's why I was putting on wallpaper in my aunt's bathroom. Exactly. <laughs> so like the fact that you would turn down, I'm sure he wanted it for free. So that's like, oh, right. he wasn't going to pay me an acceptable <laughs> wage anyways. But say he was like old Emily would have thought about it. Old Abigail would have thought about it. Like I, to put it in perspective for you guys, when we switched from client-based work to selling online courses, (laughs) I... (laughs) This is like one of my favorite stories of all time. I accepted client work behind Emily's back. She hid things from me. (laughs) I hid making money from her, so whatever. But Mm -hmm. I was so scared to put myself totally out there that I felt like I had to rely. Like have a safety net. Yeah, it was a safety net thing. It wasn't because I didn't want to do this business with her. It wasn't Mm -hmm. because I didn't think we could grow. No. But it was, I'm worried that I'm not going to be able to put food on the table. And, you know, these fears weren't entirely like they weren't out of thin air like we had it was a rough couple months (laughs) (laughs) I mean not only was it a rough couple months but you know even just gosh six months not even six months before we started working together my husband had been unemployed for over a year right there was a lot going into that scarcity mindset for you yeah And so like for so long, I had been the number one source of income. And today I I am proud to say I am the breadwinner in my family. But, you know, before it was more out of necessity that I was the breadwinner so that we could Mm -hmm. live in a house and we could pay the mortgage and we could all the things. So I think part of it, part of this process, and I've told Emily this before, is Every time we kind of hit a ceiling, it's generally, and I mean, occasionally it's because we need to work on a system or we need to hire or whatever. But for the most part, when we hit an income ceiling, it's because, and I feel like it happens to me first, but who knows? Maybe Emily's just really good at hiding it. (laughs) I run into some mindset blocks that I think really prevent us from seeing 
massive growth. And I look at other people and I'm like, how are you going from this to that? And I'm like, well, I think sometimes it's circumstantial. Like, I know I have friends in this industry that went from making what we made, you know, whatever year that was 2017, to making three times that the following year. But They also live in California where it costs seven times as much to buy a house. And so like their necessity level is so much higher Mm -hmm. that, yeah, they're hustling. But at the same time, Emily and I reached a level almost (laughs) two years ago where like we didn't need any more. Sure, Mm -hmm. we wanted more and we wanted to grow the business and we wanted to impact more people. But we reached a level financially where we were both so comfortable Mm-hmm. That we really had to like work with each other and work on ourselves on do we even want to push past this zone and right. keep and, growing? And if we do, why? <laughs> right. And I mean, I'm I'm thankful because I think it made a big difference because in kind of deciding that things started happening. Like you easily could have stayed in your cracker box house for a couple more years. <laughs> Would you have been happy? Not necessarily. But because you like changed your attitude about things, like they happened and you were yeah. able to move sooner and you were able to get your space that you most desperately needed. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are all about small business owners getting paid. And we know that some of you listening still get stressed out when it comes time to crunch the numbers, run the reports, and treat yourself. Want to know why you should make the switch to Gusto? 
With one login, you can manage payroll, employees, benefits, and HR in one place. Plus, all your employee info and deductions stay synced and up to date, which helps eliminate many of the common errors you're bound to make. Gusto also saves you time. 72% of customers spend less than five minutes on running payroll. Gusto automatically, yes, I said automatically, files and pays your payroll taxes, compiles and sends your W-2s and 1099s and submits new hire forms. Set it and forget it. Plus, they got big time benefits for small businesses. Gusto offers tailor-made options for your business, such as health insurance, 401k plans, and more. Don't believe it? Just Google them. People love Gusto. How often do you actually love your payroll provider? Sign up today and you'll get three months free once you run your first payroll. Just go to gusto.com slash strategy. Here's the deal. Most small businesses don't have an HR expert, but you don't need one to use Gusto. With great software and great service, you can focus on your business, not payroll or paperwork. You no longer have to be a big company to get great technology, great benefits, and great service for your team. To help support the show, Gusto is offering our listeners an exclusive, a limited time deal. Sign up today and you'll get three months free once you run your first payroll. All you got to do is go to gusto.com slash strategy. But going back for a second to you sneaking clients behind my back, I kind of remember like that almost being phase two of like the hard conversations that we had leading up to truly being 100% digital. The first one, you know, me telling you like, hey, this isn't working for me, which was a hard call to have. Like I had hoped that, you know, we'll, okay, we'll figure out a new thing, but like it's it's hard to convince someone to just be like, let, you know, the thing that we just got paid like $25,000 check from one client for, let's not keep doing that. (laughs) That was a kind of a difficult conversation. But there was a point where I knew you were doing some client work on the side. And we were at that point in our working relationship where we were still like pretty independently working. So like of the hours throughout the day, I wouldn't really know what Abby was doing and vice versa. But there came a point where I was like, hey, in order for this to grow in the way that we both say that we want it to, like you cannot keep bogging down your schedule and your mental space with these other things. Like you just can't. Like if it's 5 p.m. and we're hanging it up at TCC, I want you to go be with your dogs and your family and not be sitting at the computer for two more hours to moonlight some projects. Right. Because then you're tired the next day or then this happens or whatever. And so I think like you just had to come at it in phases of being like, okay, okay, if I don't truly give this my all, it's not going to give its all to me. Right. No, for sure. I think being all in was hard. And looking back, I don't think I would do it any differently than we did it. But if I was to tell someone else what to do differently, I think just having more of a runway for change, like if you're going to so drastically change how you earn an income, just have more runway. Like, I'm not saying that you couldn't change how you were selling as quickly as we did, but the lack of savings and the lack of, I mean, at home, just really not having the flexibility to not earn a living for a couple of months. 
Right. Uh, like if you have that flexibility at home to go three to six months where your income might drastically fluctuate and lower, then yeah, go balls to the wall like we did. I luckily did have a space where, I mean, of course it hurt. Like you always want, you know, it would be nice to have two incomes coming in all the time. But my income had been pretty sporadic before then anyways. And so it was like, it got to a little bit of consistency and then we decided to change things up and then it like dipped back down. So in my household, like we weren't reliant on my income at the time. And so that like the freedom that that gave me and us was so, so great. Mm -hmm. We couldn't do that now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we could, but I wouldn't want to anymore. Right. I have come accustomed to things. Uh, (laughs) Too hard. Silly lifestyle. (laughs) Grass fed and grass finished beef and (laughs) (laughs) just kidding. You fancy now. No, literally (laughs) I wouldn't that sentence would have never come out of my mouth. Yeah, I don't even know who you are. Become a new person. See what selling a million dollars does for you? (laughs) Yeah, no. Makes you a beef snob. Now, but what I will say (laughs) is what I thought it would do for me is not what it's done for me. No, who's surprised? Is Jessica Ely listening right now? Because I feel like my ears are burning. You guys, you make up in your head what something's going to feel like. And for years, I okay, so I made made my first 100,000 on my own. And I told my husband, you know what? Thanks, boo. But scratch that. My new goal is to make a million dollars before I'm 30. Well, apparently I wasn't clear enough with the universe because I did make a million dollars. But in my head, I'd always talked about a million dollars in a like an annual, like a year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're getting there. It'll happen. <laughs> Hopefully, potentially, still before I'm 30. I'm only 29. <laughs> Clock is ticking. <laughs> but the universe technically did check my box. So I'm being more clear, universe. A million dollars. Less than eight months. <laughs> million dollars in the ne- like from January 1st of this year through my birthday. Okay, cool. Now that we're clear on that. Now here's what I did think. I thought making this level of income would dramatically change my life. And honestly... Other than being slightly more lazy because I'm less worried about money. Yeah. And you do drive a different car. I I got an upgrade. But (laughs) I do drive a nicer car. It's still a Chevy. (laughs) But to compare, if you knew me in my past life, i.e. in college, my you literally couldn't open the door on the passenger side, people had to crawl through the driver's side because it was crushed in. You know, my and car had a from plastic college, window. You couldn't shift gears without a screwdriver. <laughs> so like the little cap fell off at some point and I'm sure I spilled coffee or something oh, yeah. down there. Totally. And so it just got gunky. So you had to shove a screwdriver down there and like wiggle it and shift gears. And luckily it wasn't a stick shift, but like put it in reverse yeah, put or it put drive. it in driver, whatever. Right, yeah. Right. I With figured. your screwdriver. So, I mean, I've made a pretty massive upgrade to my... Uh, Classy. <laughs> clunker to my tooth, moonroof, sunroof, whatever you want to call it, leather <laughs> interior car. Nice, nice, nice. But I did cancel satellite radio because that's just that expensive. expensive. That's expensive. It's very expensive. <laughs> I did the free version, you know, when I got... I got a new car at the end of college. 
and my Nana bought it for me and she got me the free subscription. And when that first bill came for the actor, I was like, get this out of here. Yeah. No, <laughs> the regular radio station is just fine, especially since I have no commute you have anymore. Bluetooth. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm like, when do you listen to the radio? <laughs> never. The answer is <laughs> when never. You drive to the grocery store. Yeah. Which is 10 <laughs> minutes. Like they're practically still talking about the last whatever. Anyway. I will tell you. So, so I feel the same way. Like the money wise, the million dollar in courses, all of that, like none of that has changed like how I feel as a human being. But as some of you guys know, we recently bought a, a new house. We kind of just mentioned it. And let me tell you what, everything I thought a new house would give me, it has given me and then some. Like what? And I don't, well, so I don't, okay, I'm going to, this is like a giant caveat. Not that many people saw our last house. It was a very, we knew it would be an in-between house because we had to pick a house to finish our home study because we had already gotten placed and we couldn't do an apartment with dogs and we couldn't stay where we were living with family because our aunt would have to go through the whole process and background check and it would take too long. So anyways, we basically just had to immediately house hunt and say yes to the first thing that we could afford at the time. And it was just, it was way too small. The layout was bad, blah, blah, blah. All of the wrong things about this house it had. I couldn't Um, even, I hated her kitchen. It was, oh my God, it was awful. Like it was, none of it was great, right? (laughs) Quite literally like living in an apartment. That happened to be a house. That happened to be a house. Exactly. Our house before that though. I absolutely loved. I loved, loved, loved our house in Tulsa. I sobbed when we sold it. I still look at pictures of that house. The layout was great. I loved that house. I cared for the house. If we had been living in that house in Missouri, like when we were here, I think we would still be there. Mm-hmm. I think we would we would still be house hunting. Like we would want something next, like our next home, but it wouldn't have felt as pressure to leave because it felt good. So if I was leaving our first house to this second house, I don't think the feeling would be that much different. But because it was just that very odd, like weird growth spurt of a house that we were leaving, this house has just been like, oh my God, I finally have space to breathe. <laughs> Yeah. And like push it. <laughs> but what sort of feelings have you had when you said it get, it brought you those things and then some, what's that? So I did not. Okay. So when we lived in our first house, I also knew we wouldn't be there forever because we were ultimately going to be coming back to Kansas City. And then when we moved in the second house, we were ready to move out the day we moved in. Like we knew it wasn't going to be our forever house. But this house, we know we're going to be here for a decade or more. And it, there's the room, there's the space, we like the location, everything about it is perfect. So I have never felt that feeling of just like, okay, I can finally just be here for a second. So in our previous houses, I had like such a hurry to not only get stuff unpacked and put away, that's just part of my personality, but like also if I wanted to repaint this room, it needed to happen right now. If I needed to, if I wanted to redo this part of the bathroom, it needs to happen right now because I wanted to enjoy the house for as much as possible because I knew we wouldn't be there as long. But with this house, it there's just coming such an ease of like, just like take a breath and take your time. And like, if you want to do, you know, a $15,000 bathroom renovation, like we can actually like plan for that now instead of just being like, well, I have to just paint it and that's the only change I can make. So it just feels, I don't know, it feels different. It's giving me more like time to think and creativity. And like, also we've always wanted to be the house that like where we host everything and where people come to. And we always have, 
drinks and food and places for people to sleep and just everything. Like we've always, always wanted to be that house. And this has been that house plus some. <laughs> like the amount of festivities that have happened in this house already and we haven't even been here a month. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. So yeah, it feels really good. So I guess if I could leave you any lasting advice on the whole conquering this online world thing. I think first, you know, trust your intuition, push past your insecurities. And that will sometimes mean you need to talk to someone about it. That will most of the time mean like probably I, that someone is Jessica Ely. <laughs> well, yeah, Jessica Ely has been amazing. Having a coach has been amazing. Reading a lot of you know, self-help and entrepreneur books have been amazing. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, all that growth was not possible by myself. Like I needed mm -hmm. someone to push me along the way. And, you know, sales will come, but that does not mean you don't do the work. I have worked so freaking hard mm -hmm. and it's been very rewarding. But what about you? What are your like... You know, tips, words of wisdom. You just got to keep doing the damn thing. Look at your numbers because I guarantee you we hit this like six or seven months ago and we just didn't even realize it. And I think celebrating these wins, like it, it makes me feel excited. It makes me feel proud of the work that we've done and how far we've come as quickly. And it doesn't matter if your win is this big, like just quantify them and know what you, you know, what you would have wished for would have been the most amazing thing to happen just four years ago. Is that happening right now? <laughs> like, is that going on for you in any way, shape or form already? Mm -hmm. And congratulate yourself for that. I think that's a big deal. So thank you. If you have bought anything <laughs> from TCC ever, you have contributed to this million dollar milestone. So we Seriously, seriously appreciate you and love you for trusting us and helping you in your journey of tackling the business world and, and growing your creative small business. Thank you for letting us be a part of that. We are so proud of you. I hope you're around for the next million. And thank you guys for being here. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.